Good morning, good morning. So excited for this week's Led by the Word. We are in First Chronicles chapter 16 through 21. Yeah. 20 or 21? I, I stopped at 21. I didn't read it. Stopped in, at so. 21. Okay, so through 20. I'm Honestly, I've loved this. You know, we talk a lot about the praises and psalms. Right here in Chronicles, David is just praise, praise, praise. Let's take one break. Worship. Mm-hmm. Praise, praise, praise. I loved it. I, I've really enjoyed it. So I'm, I've just got a few verses I want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of let them speak for themselves. So I'm going to be in First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8. And we're going to start there. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. I like that alone. That's just like tell your testimony. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody. Let it be known. Uh, sing unto him. Sing songs unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord with his strength. Seek his face continually. We're in 12 if you're following with us. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. I love how he's like, tell somebody about him. Tell somebody, tell him about his works. Tell him about what he's done for you personally. Tell him what he's done for others. And then he's like, we're the chosen ones. It, it's a powerful, just a few verses. Then I'm going to skip down to verse 23. And, and it's like, what David, you're, you're right back at it. <laughs> you took, <laughs> and keep in mind, all this is happening because his presence are there. Yes. God's presence is back. God's presence is around. And it's something to celebrate. And yet that presence lives inside of us as sons and daughters of God. And we're not seeing the importance of that that David sees. Mm. Uh, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. Verse 26, for all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. I love how he said that. Every God that you are worshiping has an idol. Mm-hmm. But this God, my God, he created the heavens. Verse 27, glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth, the world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. This is a guy that's just excited and passionate about the presence of God. Me and Jesse talked a little bit yesterday about how David did his dance, did his praise move, and his wife's like, nope, I don't like that at all. You have embarrassed me. You have embarrassed me (laughs) dancing before God. And I love how David takes so many things to heart. You know, with his feelings and the, with the way he acts. But when it comes to praising and worshiping God, it's just such a high priority on his list. Mm-hmm. It's such a high priority that when he tells the people, like Mitchell here's behind the camera. Mitchell, let's say he's a leader. And when he's describing to the people, he's like, okay, praise, praise, praise. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Praise, 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 worship. And he's just pushing uh how important this is to praise and worship God. Okay, I have to address this. Dad is sending me individual words as text messages. I see that, yes. <laughs> I was like, is that Teresa? <laughs> and the reason is the biggest, most incredible news. Oh my goodness, look, <laughs> it's still coming. The biggest, most incredible news for Oasis Ministries. Um, 
I'm not going to say it in this podcast because I want to give Dad the opportunity to say it. But big, big things. So if you hear the phone, ver, ver, that's exciting. We're um, eleven words in. We'll see if he keeps going. So Jesse, what do you think of chapter sixteen and David so, here? Um, I actually got to read my print Bible this week. I put Clark in a like bedside bassinet next to surprise the bed. But anyway, I was reading um, instead of my phone, and I have cat head post-it notes and this note says in chapter 16 verses 7 through 36 it is 29 verses of pure unadulterated praise <laughs> like when i was reading this i was trying to get clark to just please close your eyes take a nap but when i was reading this i was like man i'm getting hyped like i want to get up like i want to we have raise your hands feel god we have like you know those smart devices in our home and then almost every morning i'm like hey smart device play praise and worship right and I was like, ooh, I want to do this. And then Clark's over there, like, right on the verge of sleep. And I'm like, I'm going to just continue studying. I'm not going to, like, take a moment. But I love this. I loved everything about this. And several of these verses are actually the foundation for popular praise and worship songs. Definitely ones that we've done. Um, and a lot of, like, things I see on Facebook about the Lord's goodness or whatever. I'm like, this is from here. This is here. Like, you ever have that moment where you're reading through the Bible, really studying it, taking it verse by verse. If you're doing the... Um, Bible course here that we have, this is probably happening where you read it and you're like, oh, hey, that worship song took this from this, especially as we get into Psalms. Um, I know it was Sunday, I believe. Um, no, Tuesday night. Sunday night, sorry. Jason was saying how, you know, this song we just sang was straight from Psalms. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Psalms chapter three. I know this because I remember when I read it, I was like, oh, wait. So it's amazing that this kind of transcends literal centuries of time and that praise is timeless like you it never gets old um i was telling micah about a video i saw where a gentleman was on a worship team like that was his actual payroll job and they decided to sing a song that in his opinion was tired and it had been tired for years and it was an older song and then he felt like the holy spirit convicted him and was like wait a minute wait a minute is this song stale or am I getting stale? Am I unable to praise in this situation because I think, ugh, this song again. Like, it was such a convicting moment. I was glad that he took to social media and shared that because I love that no matter, like, David's going through this, right? And this is a hype time. Like Micah said, the preference is the ark has come back. The spirit of the Lord is here. Like, this is why we're worshiping. His presence is here. But we see later on when he's, I mean, like in Ziklag, where he's going through everything, he's still giving praise to the Lord. I love his heart of praise. Like, I'm just, yeah, this chapter set me on fire. So verse 7, this is, I meant to talk about this a little bit. It talks about your testimony and your life. Mm -hmm. But then verse 8, it talks about his works. And, you know, I, I like seeing in science, like with the James Webb Telescope, they zoomed in on the darkest little piece of the sky, and they felt mm -hmm. tons of universes. They felt thousands or billions of galaxies, trillions and trillions of planets and stars just by zooming in on the darkest point in our sky. Mm -hmm. And we look at the scale of that and we're like, oh man, we would never, never even fathom how much is out there. And God just speaks this stuff. And, and if you think of that, and then what we've always called, John, my brother was talking about this, we call it the simple cell. They finally able to zoom in more onto the simple cell. And the simple cell has multiple organs. Right. Have you seen this? Yes, yeah. And, and it blows my mind. And we're like, God is amazing. God is beyond fathomable in his power and his ability. Uh, 
Can I read a few more verses of 16? I thought, yeah. I, I really, we're going 16 through 20, but really, I 16 just got me so excited. I'm going to be in verse 37. This is about going home. Actually, you, you read this, 37 through 43. And he talks about all this praise. And you're like, okay, this guy's got a lot of talk. He's got a lot of chatter about this. But then David goes home and he takes that public praise mm-hmm. that he did in front of the church. That public praise where he ripped his hands in the altar and he's like, look at me, I'm praising. He goes home privately and he maintains worship. Mm, that's and good. I think we, we, we struggle. There has to be a balance. Some people, they're shy and they have private worship, but they don't have public praise. And then some people, they're having public praise. They want to be seen. Mm-hmm. But then it's all about being seen. So when they're by themselves, they don't have time to worship God. David goes out and does this. Then he comes home. He says, I'm going to bless my house. I'm going to worship. I'm going to walk by property. And I was like, this, is, this dude's not being a hypocrite. This dude is publicly dancing and praising. And then he goes home and he has maintained private worship. Well, your dad says that all the time. You know, you can worship up here in the altar, but what are you doing in your home? That's where worship really starts. And, but see, it, it's still both ways. We got people that are shy, and, and they'll talk to me. They'll say, Mike, you know, I don't think you have to get up and praise God. I'm doing it privately. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. But David says we got to get out of our comfort zones, and we got to praise a true, living, miraculous God. And I'm going to say, being shy, it is difficult sometimes. Oh, yeah. But you you got to step out of your comfort zone. you got to lift your hands and say, God's been good to me. God, God's given me this, this, and this. And then after you say that, then you got to go on a scale. God's done this for the world. God's done this for existence. God's done this for somebody else in his works. God's and good. you got to think, too, I used to be, as a teenager, which um, teen years are difficult. I'm, I'm not going to take away from that. And I remember being extremely self-conscious. Saw those fleeting moments, but where I would be even too scared to lift my hands in church. But I was thinking about it. It's like, would I be embarrassed to go into Payless Shoes? Does that still exist? I don't know. No shoe idea. department. A shoe store I've not been in, obviously, in years. And buy shoes? Like, no. We're at church. Like, what? What? part of the reason we got together is that we could corporate worship. Like, Campy shoes. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jammy <one>. shoes. <laughs> if I went in there and I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm just going to buy this pair of shoes and like slowly slide the shoes. It gets like, that's, I'm there for a purpose. You know, I'm there for a reason. You know, it's whatever. But when I'm at church, like, I'm not going to let people like be like, oh, she's over there praising Jesus. It's church, friend. Like, yes, of course I'm here to praise Jesus. And guess what? No one has ever said that to me because that's just the enemy putting little thoughts in my head like, oh, you know, well, people are going to be watching you. Good. I'm leading by example now. Y'all see, y'all have a visual. (laughs) Come up here. Let's, let's worship together. So yeah, I, when I made that connection, I'm like, I am dumb. I have been deceived by the enemy. I'm going to go to worship, you know, the way I want to worship. I'm going to get up there and raise both hands. Watch me, you know? So it's just funny. If, if you want to see someone who's really just figured out praise, study David. Mm-hmm, Literally definitely. the biggest book of the Bible is just a dude praising God. Majority. It's not all that. Sure. I think they said 73 or 78 chapters are just praise and worship. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy, he, he understands how much deserving God has of it. But also, we can't take away something from David. David was also not just a human being that praised God. He was gifted and talented and anointed. Yes. So this same guy that we look at, and I'm like, man, he 
he's great at praise. God also anointed him for a purpose of praise, I think. Well, when you look at the field with the harp. That's what I was going to say. I mean, you, we, we forget he was a musician. He was also. a musician. Yeah. Um, so much power in this. And when you see, I mean, we got to talk about Saul. And I'm getting really off track, but I got to talk about this. Saul's getting completely tormented by demonic powers in his mind. Mm-hmm. And if he can just get access to praise, if he can just get access to that. Yeah. And that's anointing that comes in and it, and it, it just destroys the enemy's attack. So I, I know you said you had a lot to talk about in 17. I Well, that's where the bulk of my notes are, but I think it does kind of, it's off topic from this a little bit, but it also goes hand in hand. So in chapter 17, now remember we talked about this in Kings too, so this might be a little refresher, but when David comes home and he has his house, it kind of occurs to him, he's like, well, wait a minute, I have a house, but the presence of the Lord, that praise that I was given, he's just dwelling in a tent. I'm going to build him a big house, it's going to be magnificent, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be wonderful, he's, the Lord deserves this, and the Lord's like, Hold up. Hold up. I appreciate that. That's very nice. I'm paraphrasing. The Lord doesn't talk like this. But um, he ends up telling David through the prophet, like, I'm actually going to let your seed build, you know, my temple, my house. So, spoiler alert, if you don't remember from Kings, that ends up being Solomon builds the temple. Oh, yeah. So, but what I love in chapter 17, verse 6, it says, Wheresoever I have walked with all of Israel, spake I a word to any of the judges of Israel. I may be in the wrong chapter. This don't sound right. Oh, here it is. Yes. Um, whom I commanded to feed my people, saying, Why have ye not built me an house of cedars? So he's talking through the prophet Nathan, and he's trying to give this message to David. So David has this thing where he's like, I'm a nobody. You know, I was literally tending to sheep. It says in verse 7, Now therefore thus shall say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, even from following the sheep, that thou shouldest be ruler over my people Israel. So if you've ever heard that saying, like, don't forget where you came from, or don't forget, you know, where you originated from, don't forget your small beginnings. David didn't. He remembered he was just a shepherd boy. And we always say that, just a shepherd, just a shepherd boy. Out in the, you know, his father put him away, didn't even want to look at him. You know, he's out in the fields tending to the sheep. But the Lord raised him up, anointed him, and made him one of the... I. I think we can safely say one of the best kings of Israel. Oh, 100%. Like, he was, I mean, he was out there fighting. And, of course, we kind of hyperfixate on David's mistakes and all his gross stuff. But David was a man after God's own heart. You can't describe, you cannot deny that. That's scripture. But what I love is the humbleness of David's heart. Um, you know, he was raised up. He was even raised up as king while the other king was still living. That is to say they didn't rule at the same time. But he was already set apart. And it wasn't even like, oh, we're scrambling. This guy died and we got to, you know, find a king. He was already set aside as a young man, young, young man. And it reminded me of the scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We see that again time and time in David's life when he would go to battle. A lot of times he'd be like, Lord, do I fight these people or no? And he'd be like, go. You know, you, I'll go with you, you'll fight, you'll win, we'll, you know, add this to the kingdom. And we see his humbleness time and time again. And I think that also, if I could tie that into what we've been talking about with praise and worship, Micah talked on it just briefly, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because it's gross and I don't want to dwell on it. But a lot of times there, no, sometimes there are people who just get up there, act wild and worship to be seen. 
that's between them and God. That has nothing to do with your praise and worship. David saw blessings in his life. He saw the benefits of serving the Lord because of where his heart was. His heart was humble. It was towards, turned towards the Lord. It was thankful. It was full of praise. When we're humble, I actually heard a man teach the other day. It was really good. And he said, a key to answered prayers a lot of times is coming right out the gate. Lord, I'm thankful for XYZ. Coming with a thankful heart, coming with praise. Your dad did an excellent sermon on the Lord's Prayer and how it wasn't, you don't have to pray those exact words every time because the disciples said, teach us to pray. But he gave us a beautiful formula. And it's like the timing, the order, everything is perfect. We got to link that message. It's so good. But I see that with David and it's still true today. Like we said, like his, you know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the same way. When you approach the Lord with a humble heart, when you're praising him, especially if the Lord's given you a talent, like David was great at the harp, right? And David had charisma and David had all this good stuff. But, and the Lord's given us, you know, talents and measures as individuals. So if you have a great voice, a lot of times people get really excited and feel like, oh, I have a great voice. This is my DNA. This is who I am. You know, this is me. Well, anything good you have has come from the Lord. Amen. It may have come through other people. Like maybe your daddy was a great singer, but that also came from the Lord. So I think sometimes it's so tempting, especially when we're young in the Lord, to let it puff us up and be like, well, I'm a great anointed singer. And it's like, yes, by the grace of God, you're a great anointed singer. So when you're doing that praise and worship, if you're not on the stage, if you're in the altar, if you're not in the altar and you're in the stage, what have you, it's always you need to come with a place of humbleness. Amen. Like, and when you do that, I was, I think it was Tuesday, I was telling Micah, because he was like, how was prayer for you? And I was like, it was great. And he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, the Lord really convicted me and showed me something huge in my life I need to work on. He was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's, it's good, you know, the, the Lord. So, but that was when I was coming at a place where, you know, I'm just like, okay, Lord, we're just here to worship you, pray, seek your face. And I think David gives an excellent example of that. I'm so thankful that the Lord has given us those, you know, examples, even in the Old Testament of this is how you can approach me and like have a better relationship with me. And I, I love that he purposefully led them publicly with it. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. Challenge yourself this week. This is homework. I'm going to praise privately and I'm going to praise publicly. God's been too good. I I was debating whether to talk about this or not, so I'm going to anyways. And I know we went a little long with this one, but go to chapter 18, verse 7, if you would, Jesse. Sure. I put in here, read these verses, but then I didn't put the verses in my notes. So if you could read chapter 18, verse 7. Sure. It says, And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadi Rezer and brought them to Jerusalem. So the enemy, uh, gold is what we put our glory in. Sure. Gold is often just a sign of glory. So the enemy, he comes in here and he finds his glory in damaging you. Mm. He said, that's where I'm going to put my value. Because gold's softer. It's dumb to put gold on a shield. Like that's not where you want to put a soft metal. Right. You want to put a hard, you want to put a tempered, you want to put a, a ready metal. But then he said, this is where I find my glory. So I, I want to talk to you all today, taking a big turn from praise if the enemy finds glory in your damage, what can we do with this junk? Mm -hmm. What do we do with these things that's happened to us? What do we do with our sicknesses? What do we do with our past? What do we do with our hurts? Michael, Brother Michael at church taught on this a little bit Sunday night. You can go and watch that, and he goes better into detail of how God used his past and 
made something mm-hmm. out of it, and it's a great sermon. Yes. I'm just going to quickly touch on this before I'm done and turn it back over to Jessica. God can take all these issues, and He can gather it up and find glory in it. And you look at stuff and say, uh If I look at those shields, and I say, there's blood on it of us. There's blood on it of my brothers. There's blood on it of my friends. There's blood on it of my people. There is nothing good of this. Could you read verse 11? Of chapter 18. Of chapter 18. I put verse 11. I'm hoping. Them also King David dedicated unto the Lord with the silver and the gold that he brought from all these nations, from Edom and from Moab and from the children of Ammon and from the Philistines and from Amalek. Those shields, he gathered them up and brought them back. Those shields were melted down and Solomon uses that gold in the temple. Mm. So your damage that you think there is no value in this, you're going through a sickness in your life of a deliberate attack of the enemy and God's going to heal you and bring that and you're healed and you're like, well, nothing good come of that. God can put direct His glory in the issues and the attacks of the enemy. And when we believe nothing is wasted of an attack, nothing is literally wasted that we give to Him. Mm. The only difference is David could have fought that enemy and left all that stuff and just called it trash and left it out there and never picked it up. But then that would have been that much less gold in the temple. Hmm. Because David said, let me gather this up. I'm going to go get this stuff and I'm going to give it to God. So I want to challenge you today. If there's something going on in your life, and really you should read verses 7 through 11. It touches on it a little more, but eight, but 7 and 11 are the two highest priority verses here. And you see whatever you gather up in your life, And you look at it as trash, you look at it as useless, you look at it as something, God, I just want to forget this. If you turn it over to God and just say, God, I'm giving this to you 100%, whatever you can see fit to do with it. God can make glory out of anything. And that is so touching to me. Uh, You know, us as humans, we mess up and then we have, we got these babies Mm. and then they're growing up and and we're going to have messes. We're going to have problems in life. And it said, God can find glory in anything. We're as humans, we want to just throw something away. A problem arises, say, just, just forget about it. God can make a new David. God can make a new this. God can fix. God can change. No, God can find glory. Mm-hmm. God can find something to see his power and his light shine. Well, it's like Micah's dad told me one time, I was going through a hard time, and he said, you know, the Lord's going to bless you, and through this hurt, you're going to like have your own, you know, little facet of being able to minister to people. And I wanted to be like, I didn't say this, but I'm saying it now because I'm healed. But I wanted to be like, I don't want to help people. I want to not feel bad like about myself. Like, I, I don't want to be strong. I, I just want to stop being attacked. I told Micah, I said, I think we as Christians, and by we as Christians, I mean me, Jesse, forget the war part of spiritual warfare. Like the enemy is going to attack you anyway why not get one up on him it is such a slap in the face of the devil to be like yeah you tried to hurt me but guess what not only is it going to turn out for my good but i'm going to use that i'm going to allow the lord to move in my life to help others as you try to attack them and you ain't going to get near as far with them because we're praying we're like throwing up this hedge of protection you know and lord's given me wisdom how to fight like i mean why not if you have a chance to throw a punch the devil let the Lord move in your life. I've, I've emotionally talked about this a few times in Sunday school, and it just it hits home so hard. But you see Brother Kenny get up and testify. Right. And he talks about, like, you know, this was terrible. And then we get emails and phone calls. People like, if God can do it for him, yes. I want him to do it for me. Amen, yeah. And Kenny gets up here and talks about his shame 
and his embarrassment and his mm -hmm. hurt from his past. But then we get people like, if this is real and this is happening, I want that. And, and he, he went through addiction. You can look up his testimony. It's on our Facebook. We've posted it a few times. But God can find glory. Oh, yeah, in everything. Don't think, like Micah said, nothing is wasted. And his dad ministers that constantly. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. And I'm thinking, can I just not go through the nothing? That would be great. But <laughs> I'm getting a little bit more spiritually mature, I guess, and realizing sometimes things happen. You know, like, and I think when people see Kenny's testimony, which is amazing, they think, well, I'm not addicted to drugs or I've never taken drugs or maybe I've never drank or, you know, anything like substance abuse. Sometimes bad things happen to you as an innocent person. I mean, think about all the children that you've personally met that went through things they should have never seen Man. and never been treated. Children are so innocent. You can't tell me children deserve bad things. So, and we see the Lord heals them through that. No one asked to go through that. No one asked for them dad to hit them in the face, you know, but hey, it's... Mo Moses in the reeds. Yeah. Moses didn't want that. Exactly. That was, that was not how it had to happen. But the enemy did an attack, and God said, I can still move. I can still find glory. I can still build you up, somebody that's going to save you, and it's going to be a shadow of Christ mm -hmm. bringing you out from bondage. It, a little, You know, I, I, I hear about how the Nile is full of, um, I don't remember if it's saltwater crocodiles or alligators, one of the two. You think, how awful, and then this baby's going through this. But there was protection, mm -hmm. and glory was shown out of it. It's yeah. unbelievable. And it's hard to see when you're going through that situation, like, how is this of God? Well, maybe the situation isn't of God. God wasn't like, yeah, let's kill all the Hebrew boys to and under. That's not of God. But he took that situation and was like, I have my hand on this young individual and this family, and we're going to get out of this. Like, when you, you look back, hindsight is twenty twenty. but when you look back, you're like, oh, wait, the Lord was protecting me from much worse, really, and he had a plan. We never title our podcast. It's just always First Chronicles, insert yeah. stuff. I want to title this one. And I have to title it, God is Good. Oh, I like that. I, God is just so good. You know, uh, me and Jesse, we've been talking a lot of Bible just amongst ourselves. And I'm just excited once we end this and we're on a, our lunch or whatever we get to do today. Actually, we may not. I don't know. Work's very busy. But to just sit and talk and be like, man, God is good. God is good. Do you want to do some 19 and 20? Uh, I ran out of cat head post it so i think my notes are done <laughs> okay notes are done well thank you so much for tuning in with us this week please take a moment to like this and share this uh, powerful powerful word of god that we are just blessed to be able to study also bible course uh told dad this morning you can ask mitchell dad was just like really the digital bible course for the new testament is done so wow. if you want to do bible course on your phone on your tablet on your android on your mac on linux if you're one of those guys Unix, you can go to our website and we have the Bible course digitally. I love that. So thankful for a hard work and team to make this possible. Yes. Uh, three are on the way. I've got to tell you about this. This is almost finished. Uh, God can heal and deliver you from anxiety and give mm -hmm. you peace. That class is almost done. It's going to be amazing. Deliverance class. And I forgot the third class. So tune in next week. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you.